0: Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Dr. Narrator Richards, a keen horsewoman and passionate scientist. First, Dr. Richards parlayed this passion into a doctorate's degree in equine nutrition from the University of New England. Then, in 2003, she founded Equalize Horse Nutrition, which provides scientific and independent information to horsemen and horsewomen worldwide through its online software, FeedXL.com. Today's tip is about feeding the oldies. But first, a word about today's sponsor, EcoGold. EcoGold is the leader in high-tech, problem-solving saddle pads and horse boots. And how do they do it? Science. EcoGold uses different technologies and materials to solve different issues. Innovation for EcoGold means dumping the old-fashioned, one-size-fits-all mentality. They've developed five different lines of saddle pads to address the most important issues for our equine athletes friction, stability, fit, security, and comfort. And EcoGold knows your equipment needs to be user friendly as well as effective, so their products are stylish and easy to care for. And they're made in their own factory in Montreal, Canada, so you can be sure the materials and workmanship are the absolute best. Ask for EcoGold saddle pads. Protective boots and coolers by name at your local tax store, or visit them online at EcoGold.ca. Now enjoy today's tip. And welcome back again, Doctor Narita Ner- Richards. I want to call it Narita, and that's just wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it is Narita.
0: Narita Richards, um, here to tell us about feeding the oldies. It's not the. It's not the uh, the Richards. Exercise video. This is feeding the oldies, <laughs> and uh, this is this is another one that causes folks worry lines, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, and I think I mean old horses are often precious old things. Um, you know, you can stick kids on them generally, and um, you can take them out with your young horses to give them confidence when they're out and about. But um, so you want to do your best for them, but they they do. Tend to present a few unique little problems, and you know they're the ones that over winter they tend to lose more weight than every other horse, and oh, yeah. um, and they tend to need um, more specialized feeds. Um, so they can cause worry lines, not quite
0: as many as a laminated horse, though. But then when you have the old Unless- laminated horses, boy, <laughs> yeah, that that person name. at age forty five <laughs> looks like George Burns. You can you can spot that person from across the parking lot. <laughs>
1: oh dear um so there's a few things that happen with age um in horses that then impact on how how we feed them and what we should feed them so i was just going to go through a few of those things today um because i think if you understand the changes that occur in your horse as they age um it'll help you to adjust how you feed them accordingly i'm ready Okay, so the, the first one and, and the most obvious one, and also the one that has the biggest impact on, on them, is their teeth. And their teeth tend to wear down and not be as effective as they used to be. So some some old horses will get worn in sizes. So their their front um, upper and lower teeth can get worn out. Now, if that happens, they can't bite pasture off anymore they can chew it fine if they've got molars at the back of their head but if they don't have those incisors they can't actually shear the forage off so for them it's actually a pretty simple solution just feed them hay because they don't, they don't need their incisors then they can just nibble it up with their lips and their tongue um, and get it up the back for chewing a bigger problem is when the old horses get worn or damaged molars because that means that they can't grind their feed effectively anymore and if you can't grind feed then you can't swallow the feed and even if you can swallow the feed you can't digest the feed like you imagine feeding oats to a horse that can't grind its feed all of those oats are just going to come out whole at the other end they will not have
0: given that horse any benefit whatsoever so if you if your horse's poop sprouts grass (laughs) yes that means he's not digesting his oats
1: yes Yeah. yeah if you're feeding oats so um with these guys who have the the um, worn molars, the hardest thing is to get enough forage into them because they can't eat hay, they can't eat pasture anymore. So you have to start feeding them things like your, um, the chopped forages, which mm-hmm. we call chaff. Um, you can give them soaked hay cubes or, or pellets. Um, and you can also feed them things like sugar beet pulp and soybean holes. They're all um, good options for an old horse to get the fibre. And you need to remember that if they can't, and this is um, something that people with old horses tend not to um, do very well, but if if they can't eat any hay and they can't eat any pasture, you have to remember that they should be eating around 1.5% of their body weight in forage at least a day. Um, So it's a lot of forage that you have to give them as cubes or or, um, chopped forage. And, that's a and lot. often, yeah often they don't often they don't get enough, enough. Yeah. Um, and that that's a big part of the reason why a lot of old horses seem to be really hard keepers, like people will be f- focused on the concentrate feed or the you know um, fortified grain feeds that they're feeding, and they forget about the forage side of things, so while they're you know doing a really good job with the concentrates, they're not getting the amount of forage they need into them to meet energy requirement and so they lose weight and, and they look like they're really hard keepers when in actual fact if
0: you just feed them on forage they'll actually do really well they're just not getting sufficient quantities of the right type of food mm.
1: so um i would say i mean an absolute minimum of one percent of body weight in forage
0: um and has so let's be- this is one of, again one of my pet peas dr narrator um so if we were to take that 1,000-pound horse, which is your yep. average 15-and-a-half to 16-hand riding horse, yep. that's 10 pounds of hay Correct. or forage. Yep. And even for an average horse, 10 pounds of hay takes him an hour-and-a-half to two hours to eat. So that's enough hay in an entire 24-hour period to consume in two hours, because the vast majority of us out there don't feed our hay by weight. We feed it by flake. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks like a good pile. That looks like, a, you know, give them two flakes. Two flakes just sounds good. Yep. Um, so I think the vast majority of us seriously underestimate how much forage we're, overestimate how much forage we're, we think we're giving our horses enough, yep. um, when in fact, if you weigh those three to four flakes that he's eating every day, you're lucky to get, 15 pounds for a horse that weighs 1200 pounds that works hard 4 days a week So, Mm -hmm. um, do yourself a favor folks if you don't ever weigh your forage whether it's chopped or the stemmy kind that comes in a bale do yourself a favor trot down to the local farm store or go online and buy yourself an inexpensive fish scale it's so easy to weigh it and Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of us would find that we can cut back on the grain by 20% and give them the appropriate amount of forage and then save a whole bunch of money curing ulcers. Hmm. Yeah, and, and that's a really <laughs> Sorry, good
1: point. Sorry, I'll get off my
0: soapbox now. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: it is, it's such a good point. You know, if you get so, so focused on the concentrate and forget about your forage, you end up feeding way more concentrate than what you need to and not enough forage. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, if you feed them enough forage, you don't have to feed them as much concentrate.
0: And you have a healthier um, horse overall.
1: Yeah, I mean forages aren't just to fill a horse up. They they play a huge role in meeting energy requirements. So, so for these old guys, an absolute minimum of one percent of their body weight, or, or ten pounds per thousand um, pound horse, preferably one and a half percent to two percent of their body weight in, in forage, if they can eat that much,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it'll just yeah, it'll help to so, keep their gut nice and healthy right. and it'll so help let's make their energy.
0: Make the assumption that old BC. He can't quite manage to eat 10 pounds of the forage that we can get him to eat. Mm-hmm. If I give him extra beet pulp, let's say we give him a, a 9 p.m. snack and we give him um, a bucket of beet pulp, is that a, an intelligent solution to the issue of the horse that you really can't get him to eat as much um, grass-based forage as he should?
1: Yeah, I mean, if, he, if he's having trouble maintaining his... Body condition, and you wanting to, or you wanting to put on more body condition, then using a higher energy forage like your beet pulp as opposed to a, you know, maybe a chopped um, grass hay, that it is a good solution because you're getting more calories into them in a smaller quantity of feed.
0: But is is beet pulp considered a forage or a concentrate, or is it somewhere in that grey area?
1: It, well, it's a it's a fibre, but it, um, so it's more in the way it's suggested it's definitely. Definitely more like a forage, okay. or it is like a forage, but in its energy content, it's more like a concentrate.
0: Ooh, which is—it's it's is almost the best it, of both worlds.
1: It is. That's why they call them super fibres. Oh, wow. Mm.
0: Sorry, we got off topic, but that was fascinating.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, they—they're they're great. They—they um, they really are good for old horses because they give them a lot of energy, and if appetite um, or amount of feed that can be consumed is an issue, then then they—they um, they fill that spot really well.
0: Cool. Mm. Go on. <laughs> um,
1: now, because they can't chew as well, we were saying with oats, I mean, if a horse can't chew, then certainly whole oats um, is off the menu. Using a feed that has been pre-ground, so a pelleted feed or, a, or an extruded feed um, – is a good idea for old horses because if even if they don't effectively chew them in their mouth because they've been pre ground in the um, production process, they'll fall apart in their gut and will be able to be digested anyway. Yeah. Um, or you can soak them before you feed them so they turn into mush and you just feed them a mushy feed. Suck them through it a straw. Suck it, that's right. <laughs> uh, make it into soup. Um, yeah, so chopped, chopped forages and, and um, pre ground grains. Um, and you'll you'll get them over that problem of not having any teeth anymore. cool. we can get them a set of false teeth. <laughs> um, I don't think they do their forces yet though uh, now the second thing that happens is their hindgut, uh, which is where all the forage is fermented, loses some function um so the they they can't ferment forages and digest forages to the same extent that it that a young horse might be able to. Now, this may be partly because they don't chew their forages down to a smaller particle size, so it's not as easy to digest forages that haven't been chewed properly. Um, but whatever the case, they they have lost some function in their hindgut, so you tend to um, need to have a focus on feeding higher-quality forages that are easier to ferment, which, again, is where your beet pulp comes in mm. um, because it, it's really easy to ferment. Interesting. Um, And and alfalfa, um, because, again, it's a high-quality, easier to ferment forage than your typical um, meadow or grass hay. Hmm. So um, the other thing that they, because their hindgut does lose some function and they're not fermenting as effectively as they might do, um, they can or they tend to be more prone to B vitamin deficiencies because a lot of a horse's B vitamins are produced in the hindgut. Um, So... Older horses can have raised dietary B vitamin requirements compared to a
0: a much younger horse. Very interesting. Now, this is something I'm going to have to head over to FeedXL to find out. Um, You would make the assumption that a horse feed concentrate that is formulated specifically for a senior horse might have a higher vitamin B content than... A horse feed that was not designed specifically for a senior horse.
1: Yes. Yep. And very I'm often I have to they go will. look it up
0: and find out if it really is. I'm yeah. going to type in the, the the senior horse feed that Bc at the barn eats and find out if it really is. Yep. Yep. Because Definitely. they don't tell That's us that on the label.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you read, um, I mean, a lot of a lot of older horse feeds will say something about having high levels of B vitamins, um, but yeah, have a look. It'd be interesting.
0: And it's not part of the analysis, you know. Yeah. It just it's this, you know, so I'm going, to, I'm going to type that in and I'm curious and I'm going to yeah. find it.
1: Yeah, see the, the problem you might have though um, because they're not required um, nutrients on the labels that may not be, that information may not be available but what you can do is ring the company that supply the feed and ask for um, the, you know, they call them extends or extra information on the, you know, for the nutrients that aren't mm-hmm. on the label and most companies um,
0: are happy to give you that information. Because uh, what we don't want to do is give BC a supplement that he doesn't need. If it's already in the feed, we don't want to add it. That's right. Because right? Yeah. he doesn't have the, an especially vibrant appetite. He eats, but it's he, not the enthusiasm he had 10 years ago. Yeah. So we want to make sure that if that's the issue, we have it covered. So continue. I'll I'll stop interrupting.
1: All right. <laughs> um, and The other thing they, they find harder to absorb from their hindgut is phosphorus. So, so older horses... Um, have raised phosphorus requirements as well because they don't absorb it as effectively as they used to as a young horse Hmm.
0: all this stuff I didn't know about old horses they don't tell us no they just (laughs) get skinny
1: they probably don't know Um, now, the third thing that happens is their small intestine um, loses function. So, again, they, they find it more difficult to digest starch from grains. Um, mm-hmm. We found in some studies we did uh, when I was still at uni that older horses had much lower levels of the starch-digesting enzymes in their small intestine. So we we took from that that, you know, older horses probably have a much harder time digesting um, grain-based feeds. So, again, you're going to feed them more um, for less result so it's really important to give older horses feeds that are very easy to digest so definitely not feeding them any um, uncooked corn no uncooked barley um, everything that, any grain that you feed them has to be cooked so like as I was saying before a pelleted feeder or an extruded feed is a good way to go for your old horses just to help with that digestion in the small intestine there we
0: um, so and, and of course gruel. yeah
1: Protein is also digested in there as well, so using um, really good quality protein is important for you for your old horses.
0: So with the old guys, don't be cutting corners and buying the um, the grain at the feed store that's labeled all livestock. Y- yes, that's not the one for your seniors. No, <laughs> no, yeah. they won't do very well on that. That's, yeah. That that's yep. that, that may not be the one for any of them, depending. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Depends when it's got in it. Um, uh, they, do they have that in Australia? When you go to the the, what I call the chain feed stores, stores that have um, locations across the country, they have what they call all-stock feed, which is a mixture of corn and oats and barley and different grains in there, and... I think there's molasses in it because it just smells nice. Yeah, but it's labeled all stock, so it's non fortified. You can give it to goats and sheep and horses and cows and everything like that. Does that is that something that's sold in Australia as well? Yeah, we yeah we
1: do get grain mixes like that. We also get fortified grain mixes that are for all different species, and I uh, it does my head. That in sounds a little, a bit a
0: little wondering dicey. Wondering how, <laughs> uh, how the, the I guess particularly minerals between ruminants and non ruminants you you want to be real real careful yeah
1: yeah. yeah. there 's um okay. there 's a little a little petting farm that I take our daughter up to um, when I can, not far away from where we live, and they have. Every conceivable type of animal up there, there's a penguin, a Penguin. there's a pelican, there's no penguins. So. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, they've got kangaroos and koalas and lambs and goats and cows and um, there's a horse, there's camels, and you can feed all of these things, llamas and alpacas, um, and when you go in, they give you a little bag of pellets. And you go around this farm and you feed everything the same pellet. And I just, as a nutritionist, I just can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) It What is is in this pellet that makes it okay for every one of these animals to eat? But anyway, they seem to be healthy enough. (laughs) They seem happy enough. (laughs) But that's definitely an all-stock feed. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, now the last thing with old horses that you have to keep in mind is that not, they're not as mobile as they used to be and this has a couple of impacts um, try and make it so that their feed and their water are reasonably close together so that they're not having to travel big distances to get from one to the other um, and the other thing is if they're not as mobile you, you will find that they are going to fall down the pecking order um, so if you're feeding them in a group be very conscious of, of um, them being bullied off their feed because a younger horse will just come and you know, tell them oh, yeah, to please yeah, leave and eat of, their feed.
0: Yeah, some of those older ones, all another horse has to do is look cross-eyed at them and they're out of there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, they know that they're too slow to get out of the way of a kick, so they take
0: That's their right. leave before <laughs> they have a kick aimed at them. Yeah. This this brings up an interesting story. Um, a lady that lives down the street from us has, an, has a uh, foundered horse, not really old, but older and very, very foundered, and has a hard time moving about. And she was struggling and doing lots of veterinary visits and lots of veterinary care. And the horse seemed to be eternally um, dehydrated. They were doing all sorts of things to combat this with the veterinarian. And the horse really didn't drink very much. You know, she had a bucket of water there. And she said, very rarely is it empty in the morning. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you only have one water bucket in her stall. Well, all my horses have one water bucket in this stall. Well, the hay pile is at the back of the stall and the water buckets at the front of the stall. Well, she likes her hay pile at the back of the stall cuz she likes to look out the window with her friends. It makes her happy. She won't eat her hay if it's at the front of her stall. So, well, have you tried putting the water bucket in the back of the stall with the hay cuz she's not going to it's likely she just won't move. It's not worth moving to get a drink of water yeah. cuz she was pretty much three-legged with for the founder and she discovered lo and behold when she put a a bucket of water in the back of the stall, the horse did it Doubled her water intake overnight because she said, well, look, my water's right here. I might as well drink it.
1: Yep. yep.
0: Because and, it's amazing and, how, just like humans, because humans, were the same way. Oh, it's too much effort to go get a drink of water. I'm not that thirsty. Yep. But for a horse, that can be a serious um, health risk if he's not drinking enough water. So that's a really super tip there at the end to make sure your senior does not have to work hard for his water.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You'll do everybody a favor. I like that one a lot. Good I? So that's feeding your oldie one oh one. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a workout video of that next month. <laughs> feeding your oldie, and we're going to, I, I we're going it. to feature several senior <laughs> senior X race horses from old friends. And uh, thanks once again, Doctor Narrator Richards, for stopping by and enlightening me on all sorts of wonderful things about horse nutrition and horse feed and horse appetite and everything that goes in between his teeth for a horse and we'll be seeing you next time
1: absolute pleasure thanks
0: jennifer i just love it when dr narrator richard stops by she's so darn smart to listen to all of her tips just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop down menu on the left all of our experts are right there alphabetized and easy to find You can also go to feedexcel.com's newsletter section for more fantastic, free, unbiased information about equine nutrition. Go to feedexcel.com and on the left-hand side, look for Newsletters. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover.